Hey, what's up? It's Ewan here, host of Ewan's Podcast. Thanks again for joining me. This is part two of a two-part series talking about climate change. And just before we get into it, there is a button that says follow. If you could click that, that would go such a long way helping me out. Uh, continuing to make content. Otherwise, let's get into it. For today's episode, we have a special guest, by the way, climate change advisor, Cree McNamara. She's based over here in Australia. She'll be joining us over the phone as we start things off talking about the Paris Agreement back in 2015. Bonjour. The Paris Agreement was really exciting and triumphant because up until that year, everybody had been trying really, really hard to sort of negotiate and land on a unanimous approach in the realm of climate change. The 2015 UN Climate Change Summit, where this Paris Agreement took place, was pretty huge. It was literally the moment where there kind of became a mission statement for the globe. It brought everyone together and said, this is what we're trying to accomplish. This is what we are trying to accomplish. Which hadn't happened before. The overall objective that they wanted to see at the end of it was to make sure that temperatures globally did not rise above 1.5 to 2 degrees Celsius pre-industrial revolution. They came to this number, uh, this degrees in Celsius, by relying on experts and scientists, whereby uh, it was said that there would be mass extinction of flora and fauna, there would be catastrophic changes to weather cycles, rising sea levels, and this number would bring upon potentially irreversible damage to the Earth. So it was very important to make sure, and it is very important, to stay under that 1.5 to 2 degrees Celsius mark. And I don't want to alarm you too much, but the reality is we've already increased 1.1 degrees Celsius from pre-industrial revolution uh, temperatures. And on this rate, experts are saying we'll hit that 1.5 degrees uh, by 2040. You know, you're a bit of a Debbie Downer, Ewan. So the good news is uh, nearly every single country around the world has signed and ratified the Paris Agreement. And the difference there is that a country can sign the Paris Agreement Uh, But particularly to ratify it means to make it legally binding for your country. So there's a lot of countries that are doing it. Most countries have done both, but it really isn't that simple. A lot of the time there can be natural disasters that affect a country. There can be political unrest. Uh, There can be phenomenon such as COVID that all of a sudden make it improbable for you know, governments to invest into new initiatives and, you know, new schemes that are environmentally sustainable. Some are just worried about making sure their citizens are healthy and safe. And then you've also got to consider how a country historically developed their economy. Australia, for example, is an exporter of coal and it it has been a really big part of our economy for a really long time. So, you know, compared to other countries, our economy is really closely tied in with these fossil fuels that create emissions that lead to climate change. So the whole concept of decarbonisation also becomes a question of, well, how do we sustain the economy? And that is one of the reasons why the Paris Agreement, it is legally binding. However, there are no consequences if you don't follow through. There's no sanctions, there's no compensatory consequences that a government might have to follow through with, there's nothing at all. It realistically is as strong as your word, and that's pretty much it. Are you the beer baron? No. And look, that has to make sense, right? Australia can't compare themselves to 
Iceland, for example, in what goals and what benchmarks they can do, nor can Iraq, you know, compare themselves to Great Britain. It just, it cannot work like that. But the only problem there is political accountability and whether or not without it, these goals can be hit. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! In the case of Australia, unfortunately, climate change was used as a political football from the early 2000s, really. Um, You know, it was sort of a, a real headline issue. And that's really unfortunate because when you take it out of that political sphere, that's when you're able to get, like, far better consistency and, I guess, drive action. Now, as mentioned, it is kind of improbable to compare a country when it comes to climate change action against another because everyone's in a different circumstance. But the Climate Change Performance Index of 2023 suggests that Australia is ranked 55th out of 63 possible places. And that is after recent legislation made by the Australian government. The current legislation that has been put through by the government, the Albanese government in Australia, is that greenhouse gas emissions will be reduced by 43% as of 2030. So in seven years, there needs to be a reduction of 43% of greenhouse gases compared to the levels that they were at in 2005. All these numbers, look, it's kind of like seems arbitrary until it actually gets done. Whether or not they're achievable, whether or not they're unachievable, time will only tell. The government have made sure that a representative is going to keep us informed, keep Parliament informed every single year. So we will know whether or not we're tracking by 2030 in the next seven years to hit our goals, uh, but only time will tell. I tell you what, it is pretty confronting to hear all this and then to recognise how important it is for governments to keep in mind climate change and have that on the forefront of their mind when making policies and decisions uh, for the country and therefore recognising the wider effect it has for the globe. Because nothing exists without planet Earth. It's as simple as that. Our lives, our friends, our family, our pets, (laughs) flora and fauna, history, civilization. And I reckon all that is worth fighting for, to say the least. So we have time for for today. Thanks for joining me on part two of a two-part series on climate change. Don't forget before you leave to hit that uh, follow button. It really does help me out a, a lot as a content creator. And a big thanks uh, to Cree McNamara, our climate change advisor, helping me out on today's episode. All right, take care of yourself. Bye.